Welcome to the Faith Film Fan Podcast, your one-stop shop for all the latest news and updates on your Christian films you know and love. And uh, today we're going to be talking to Chris Bueno. Chris is uh, from Ocean Avenue Entertainment, and he has been responsible for getting together with Emilio Estevez and releasing The Way, the movie The Way, uh, back into theaters. It was originally released about 13 years ago. Getting that back into theaters, and uh, Emilio Estevez is the actor who was in, oh, The Breakfast Club, Young Guns, Mighty Ducks, uh, St. Elmo's Fire, a lot of big films. And in the movie The Way, he is directing, he wrote and directed this film, and it stars his dad, and his dad is Martin Sheen. Martin uh, was uh, the actor in um, oh, Apocalypse Now and West Wing, very well-known actor, and so kind of a project uh, that Emilio is very close to his heart, something he's just loved doing, working with his dad. And so uh, Chris Bueno is here to talk about the film The Way, and uh, Chris, tell us a little bit about this movie. Yeah, you know, uh, we are excited to bring the movie The Way back to theaters. Uh, it's Emilio Estevez's uh, movie that he wrote really as, as something for his father and uh, to star in Martin Sheen. And it came out 13 years ago, almost 13 years ago in theaters, did really well and has a real strong following but his um his story with the movie is a story i've heard with a number of filmmakers where sometimes they can pick a distributor that uh you know goes through a bankruptcy and he lost his movie in a sense it, it was something where he just lost uh, the rights to his film oh, wow. which was tragic because it had such a incredible following and a lot of people just couldn't find it anymore. And I was one of those because I'm a distributor and I'm looking, always looking for films that have a, just an inspiring message. I call them movies that are faith forward, not necessarily, uh, you know, overtly faith-based, but just, you know, the faith is in a part of the story. It's just a part of the narrative. Yeah. And I've always loved it. My wife and I watched this movie 12, 13 years ago when it was in theaters mm -hmm. and we were so impressed with it. And so I, I'm like, why don't I find this movie anywhere? This is about two years ago now. And when I looked and I saw that uh, the distributor, I knew uh, a similar film that we had the rights to that had gone through a similar story. So I didn't have a clue how to reach him. But uh, a good friend of mine, I remembered, had said that he'd, he'd done something connected to the film. So I said, hey, do you have his number, Emilio? Emilio's number or his email. And he said, I've got an old email from 13 years ago. It's an AOL email. I'm <laughs> like, okay. So I, I did a blind email. I didn't hear back. And I thought, well, and then all of a sudden he responded I'm like, oh, okay. And, and as it turns out after, you know, long story short, uh, after helping him get the rights back, because he didn't even know he had the rights back to his film which I was able to help him discover. And, uh, and and then he had his own attorney working on kind of getting it off certain platforms that were still on that he wasn't generating any, any revenue from. Uh, he told me, he says, it was like he was in a black hole. I mean, he didn't even want to think about it. It was too painful. This film is like such a huge part of his life. 
his dad has said that this is the most important film he's ever made when it comes to all the films he's done. So the fact that it, he had the rights back and, uh, and then, uh, and then thankfully he, he, he wanted our company to, to distribute it. So we, we took that on and uh, real excited to do that. And then we had to decide, well, what do we want to do? Do we want to just put it back up on Amazon, try to get a deal at Netflix, things like I would normally do. And I just felt like it was the deserving film to, to, bring it back to theaters for one night. And, and that's what we decided to do. Fathom agreed and happy to say that May 16th, it will be in theaters for one night and uh, our pre-sales are looking really good. So that's, that's encouraging. Excellent. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the, the, that part of the story that I think is, you know, in, in, yeah, you know, I've really never been a part of a film that's had so much love as far as people commenting about it, how it's impacted their life. Um, you know, I've been a part of a lot of movies that, um, you know, they've been, you know, you leave the theater and you're really moved. And mm-hmm. uh, but when you watch this film and you're moved enough to I think I want to do that pilgrimage. I want to walk the way. You know, and you take maybe two months of your life and you walk the way it it changes your life. It really does change your life. So I think that's what makes this film different from any other film I've been a part of. So I'm really, you know, just grateful to be a part of it. Talking about the film The Way, uh, directed by Emilio Estevez and features his dad, Martin Sheen. And Martin Sheen, of course, from Apocalypse Now and. Uh, West Wing and many other movies, famous movies, going to be in theaters for one day, May 16th. And I remember seeing it, oh, probably about 10 years ago myself and really, really enjoying it. So I did, I got to see it again this week, you know, to prepare for our, our meeting. And uh, just, it was a good rewatcher. It was good seeing it the second time. And uh, I, I, I did some research on it. So it came out 2008 in Spain. Then it came out in the U.S. around 2010. Then it was released in Europe and Latin America in 2012. So it seems to be like this ongoing, rotating, releasing thing. And you know, and um, so talk about that about a movie and you know why why is that? Why would a movie release so many different times in different ways? And kind of like what what what's the situation behind that? You know, it's it definitely a the story of an independent film. And, you know, when it doesn't have, when you don't have a studio involved and it doesn't have all the gears in place to, to produce something like that, this was very much uh, a passion project for Emilio. And, and you know, he, he didn't necessarily have all the infrastructure of how you distribute something like this. So from what he's told me, in the case of Spain, they absolutely wanted to air it. They wanted to, I mean, they wanted to release it as, as quickly as possible. He had a, an earlier cut that he released for the Toronto Film Festival that was longer. And that's the one they wanted. They didn't want to wait for him. He had a couple other cuts he wanted to do. And they're like, no, this is the one we want. And, and from what he's told me too, Spain, the Spanish people can be pretty pushy. So he's like, okay. So they released it, and of course, it's done very well there. And and then and then it's had various other times where it was released. But really, if United States was, I believe it was uh, 2012, um, 
And then Latin America had its own, you know, time. In, in the case of of my company, we've, you know, we're we're handling the United States and all of Latin America. Those are the rights we have. So we will be reintroducing it throughout Latin America as well. So, uh, but yeah, it's 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 one of those things where you you just figure it out as you go, and you hope that people know what they're doing. And I think for the most part, they did. But uh, unfortunately, on the on the downstream of the rights, when it's streaming and it's available on iTunes and all this, that kind of thing, that's where he had his hardship, you know, with this other company. Yeah. And uh, I could see it doing really well in Latin America. It's a very strong Catholic based message, a very strong Catholic. Um, and again, for those who might not know, the movie is about uh, a journey that Martin Sheen takes uh, through starting does he start in France and goes all the way through Spain? Is that where it starts? Start yeah, I believe so. And uh, and then he goes through. Journey. Yes, and you know the thing I would say is that I'm not Catholic myself. I'm I'm uh, you know my my legacy is in the evangelical world. Although now we're going to an Episcopal church that more conservative, but personally. We, my wife and I, we've been on our own contemplative journey, you know, and I feel like there's a real hunger, not just in the Catholic space, but also with Christians in general and evangelicals are yearning for something that's a little more contemplative and, and uh, for those things that I think, I don't know, you go to a mega church and you're not necessarily, you're not getting the, the mystery of what God and, and has been doing for hundreds and hundreds of years. And so I feel like it really, it really taps into that part of, uh, at least for us personally, as my own journey with God, either that part that is yearning for something that's, that's deeper. Well, uh, we're talking about the way going to be in theaters, May 16th. And um, okay. So I, I got to talk about this. I, I know I did some, uh, looking at your bio and saw that you had done some work with the Kendrick brothers. That's right. And I don't know if you know, but I, I uh, directed their uh, documentary, show me the father that came out about a year and a half ago. So uh-huh. I have the privilege Excellent. of being the uh, first person to direct a Kendrick brothers, whose movie, whose name wasn't Alex Kendrick. <laughs> That's awesome. And it, you did a great job by the way. Yes. What was your what was your uh, involvement with the Kendricks and yeah tell me a little bit about you know kind of your your history in in the the Christian film industry. Sure, sure. Well, you know I started producing uh, you know pretty overtly faith based movies and documentaries and and it was in my own frustration with not finding distribution that I felt like you know I really want to serve in that area. So, oh my goodness, 16, 17 years ago, however long it was, I was at ICVM, the conference that is for Christian filmmakers, and and I'd never met him, but Alex Kendrick came to the conference and he had a poster that he made uh, facing the Giants. It was their own poster that Stephen and him had created. I think Stephen did it. And it said, um, opening the theaters in, in October, I think it was October, and this was summer. So that was like two or three months. And he said, do you think we can get this in theaters in a couple months? And we had, there was nothing. There was no deal. They didn't have the movie done. I mean, it was like, but and, and he just showed me a scene or two from Facing the Giants and it looked cool. I mean, I was like, this is cool. 
And then he said, we did this other film called Flywheel, which was the first film they they did. And, and so I, I watched it and it was like 10 o'clock at night. I started it in the hotel room and at, at 1230, I finally finished it. I'm like, well, they, that's something. I mean, you know, it was super low budget. So I always put that in the context, but I just loved how he could tell stories. I could tell it was like, this is awesome. Anyway, it took a while. We finally, you know, I, I, I think I convinced uh, Alex himself that, that I could, you know, help him get a deal. You know, in those days it was like completely, totally like, let's see if we can get a studio to pick this up. Right. And that was facing the giants. And, and uh, you know, we finally eventually, you know, got the deal with Sony, which was a miracle in many respects. And then the biggest miracle was, and this took so much longer. I mean, I, I can tell you when I first watched Facing the Giants, the screener that they sent us was 20 minutes longer. There were things that were on there. It's like, I could not believe this film. It's like, I've never seen a film that has a revival scene. And it. it was like, oh my gosh, this is like, I've never seen a film like this. And it was, it was, I was, it was cool. And I was kind of like impressed that they took those chances because it wasn't the kind of film that would be like uh, a Billy Graham film is what I would call it, where it's all about getting people saved. People kind of give them, well, oh, hey, the face of the giants, it's about getting people saved and it's going to have those. It's like, no, it's about helping Christians become better Christians. Really, that's the point. And so that's what made it so unique in my mind. And anyway, you know, but it it was a it was awesome to be a part of that, you know, and to see what God did theatrically with that film and then of course with all their other films. So that's where I started, you know, with those those films. And it was uh things have changed dramatically since then, you know, the the market and the these movies. I I believe based on the giants of these types of movies, they defined the lower budget faith-based movie. That's what, you know, they really did. And so, you know, but man, you know, if they would release face if Face of the Giants came out now, I just don't know. There's so many movies now that serve this audience, right? It was there was nothing back then. Right. So when people saw, it, they're like, finally, something for us. So I, I think that's, you know, but thankfully, you know, they 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 were the ones that pioneered it, I feel. Well, the only way it was possible to do it because they're so expensive to make movies, you know, was to have a church do it. The actors came from the church, the church funded it. You know, I mean, that was the only way to do it. I'm I don't know. I I guess I always put things in context of how much money did they have to work with? And then you see the end product and go, oh my gosh, how did they do this? I, I, I'm very conscious of that as a as a distributor. And and the story, right? So yes, you're we can forget, you know, the, I don't know, you can forgive certain acting things because of all the things you discussed. But the reality is they it's the story itself, and people yeah. resonate with that story. Have you ever thought to yourself, hmm, it would be great if there was one location I could go to to learn about what new Christian movies are coming out and where I could see them and interesting stories and news about the latest films and stuff like that? Well, guess what? There's a place and it's called, wait for it, faithfilmfan.com. If you like Christian movies and you want us to make more of them, you got to go buy a ticket because they're not cheap. So plan a movie night out at faithfilmfan.com. You can also find this podcast on there as well. 
Thanks for supporting films that are worth watching at faithfilmfan.com. I had a great talk with Steven and he was telling me, you know, that their focus isn't so much on movie making as it is ministry tools. And that really, that really helped me to see with show me the father when we made that, that really helped me to focus on what that movie was going to be about. And, and still we're an hour and a, half, a year and a half out. And last month it got into all the prisons in the state of Florida. At last awesome. 40,000 inmates have seen show me the father and it's no. still ministering and people crying. I was just, uh, in at a university last week, they showed it and I was talking with some of the college students there mm. and crying and tears, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's That's amazing awesome. what a film, what a film can do, you know, and, and it's lasting impact that that movie is going to have impact after I'm dead and gone you know yes and so absolutely you know and so that's that is the amazing thing about when your focus is uh a ministry tool and, and, you know I, i'm glad there's entertainment out there i'm glad there's entertaining movies um but uh i'm glad there are too there are people who say hey we want to make movies that will change your life you know and that's a different kind of movie um and then you know you need both but uh at my age i don't want to make i just that's what i want to do you know if, if i've got seven movies left in me, you know, I want to make sure they change your life. If you see them, that's my bar. So. Uh, no, and I, and I, you know, it's interesting because after, you know, when we were a part of the, the Kendrick's movies, I, a lot of times there would be people that would come to me and maybe they had this attitude of like, Oh, I'm a filmmaker. And man, you know, they were just like, they're so faith and they gave it, you know, they just knock it for and it as far as i'm concerned i i honestly don't think that there's i i there was nothing that was similar to the types of movies they were making at the time because they it, uh, the best way i could describe it is like it's like spike lee produces movies that would appeal to an urban audience because that's his culture and that's what he understands and if you go to where the kendricks go to church in Albany, Georgia, and the in and in Sherwood Baptist Church, that's their culture. They're being authentic to their culture. I would agree. There are movies I've seen that are supposed to be faith based, or they they are extremely faith based, but they could be inauthentic because they're just trying to tap into something, right? That's like, oh well, we want to tell this story because we know it will appeal to the faith audience. They're they're just producing movies that would appeal to to the people around them and themselves, and I think that comes through because there's sincerity, and sincerity is is the thing that's missing from some of these movies, and and, and it, it doesn't even have to be faith. It could be any movie, and you watch it, you go, boy, that movie. I mean, my wife and I just we watched uh, a murder mystery too on on Netflix with you know with uh, Adam Sandler and. It was just like, my gosh, I mean, at what point is like this movie so mindless? It's just yeah. too much. So, you know, it's not just in this world, it's everywhere. And and there's just this, you know, so that's what I love about any movie like that. The way it's a sincere, right? you know, just truthful movie, right? And that's yeah. where I think those kinds of movies are the ones that are that endure. It's very honest. And where I got that, I had a conversation with Steven once and we were talking about a particular film that had come out and uh, it was a, it was a doc and I'd watched it and he said, what'd you think of it? I said, I said, I said, it was okay. It was all right. 
And he, he, then he asked me this question. He goes, did it change your life? And I thought that was a really interesting question. I thought, what a bar to set for mm -hmm. a film. You know, my bar for this film is it will change your life. That, you know, and that to me, that really stuck with me and connected with me and kind of gave me, uh, and I don't even know that he knew he was doing it, you know, but just that question really helped for me as a filmmaker to say, that's going to be my bar. You know, I want my bar to, to be the reason I'm making films is so that when you see this, you're not the same human being after you see it. You don't have the same relationship with Christ. You grow in a new way. And so that's the beauty of filmmaking. It can be so powerful. And mm -hmm. uh, so talk to me about what you're doing uh, with Ocean Avenue Entertainment. You and your wife uh, have a company and talk a little bit about that, about what you do and, and, and what that's about. Sure. Well, you know, after the days of basically being more a rep representative or an agent for films like Facing the Giants, things changed. It, you know, the, it's a different world. And I saw that Netflix was becoming kind of a big thing before it was pretty big. This is like 13 years ago now. And and I could I started to see streaming be kind of the new thing. So I connected with them back at that time and um it was a you know they were completely dependent on acquisitions right they didn't have any production cap capability so brought them a lot of content and we became full distributors basically uh because in the in this world the it, the studios are not interested unless they can you know have a big movie big budget movies right so it's hard to get any kind of, let's say you're more of a, you have a, a, an indie film. It's hard to find a studio that's willing to put up any kind of money to distribute it. So we felt like there was a real need. And that's that's really what we, we've decided, you know, we've, we've made a point of doing. And a part of that too is finding movies we can get the rights back from like Seven Days in Utopia was a movie that was another movie that got caught up in a bankruptcy we got that movie, helped the filmmaker get his rights back, and now it's out there. And he just, he texted me, oh my gosh, he just texted me a couple days ago. And he said, he said, over 22,000 people have come to the kingdom because of, of uh, us getting it back up on these streaming platforms. Because at the end, it has this thing where, you know, you don't know if the guy makes the putt and that says to find out if he made the putt, it goes to website and it's a full, it, I mean, it's like they give him the full message. And so that's awesome. We yeah. love to be a part of movies like that. Talk yeah. about actually changing people's lives. I mean, that's part of what we do. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's our commission. Well, you know, so it's an interesting industry you're in, you know, and um, it's great that we've got, uh, you know, you and your wife over at Ocean Avenue Entertainment kind of getting these faith faith films, you know, into our culture. And uh, and that's great. And, uh, you know, thanks for getting the way. Uh, we're going to be seeing it in theaters uh, May 16th. And uh, you can go to fathomevents.com to get ticket info. Is there another website you want them to go to? You know, either that or you can go to our website, which is the, you know, to get tickets, which is tickets dot dot tv tickets dot tv and um hey well uh you know thanks a lot for for being on the show today it's awesome
Thanks well, for- thank you. Great to meet you and, and love the documentary. So great to meet, meet another filmmaker. Okay, so you saw Show Me the Father? I did. Yes. Wow. Well, all right then. Yes. Dozens. I've had dozens of people see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was great. What an honor to work with those guys. Well, uh, Chris Bueno, thanks for being uh, on the show today. Really appreciate our time together. All right. Me too. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and like us. Hey, would you tell a friend about the show? That would really help us out. You can find out more by going to faithfilmfan.com. That's faithfilmfan.com. I'm your host, Rick Altizer. We'll be back soon for another episode of the Faith Film Fan Podcast.